And welcome everybody to the debrief episode. The astrologers have just finished with Sylvia's episode where they guessed correctly. If you haven't heard that, uh, that show yet, go back and listen to it for the first time in the short history of the debrief episodes. We are joined by our guest, <laughs> Sylvia. <laughs> Sylvia is sticking around. Uh, because she has a lot of interest in astrology already, human design. Of course, most of our guests have a lot of interest in astrology. Otherwise, they wouldn't be here. Uh, but we're going to kind of, well, I say we, like I'm going to be a critical part of it. Uh, you guys are going to go over these charts a little bit in a little bit more detail for those listeners who uh, know what you're talking about. And I am not one of them. So I'm going <laughs> to hand it over to our uh, host astrologer, Sarah. All right. Well, first, I just wanted to um, highlight Mindy a little bit and just get a little bit of your story and how you got into astrology. I um, was getting an undergraduate degree in anthropology, archaeology at the University of Chicago and went with a group of friends to get a reading. I barely knew I was an Aquarian. It was just a fun thing. And this person I'd never met before in my life, I was 19, said all of these things to me that I had never shared with anyone. And I was 19 and a little bit lost and trying to fix myself. So, you know, a chart is hieroglyphics all over it. I thought, well, I can figure this out and fix myself and forever be happy because that's 19. And that's mm. how I headed down the rabbit hole. Um and as you know, because you've spoken about this too, and once you had you, it's like you take the blue pill or the red pill or whichever <laughs> one it is, and you're never the same again. <laughs> That's true. And, and um, I became a professional in 1987, and I've studied, um, as I alluded to earlier, there's so many disciplines within astrology. I've uh, studied Hellenistic astrology, I've studied psychological astrology, evolutionary astrology, horary astrology. Um, I continue to study because I. it'd be like a physicist saying, oh, I know everything there is to know about the universe. I just think any astrologer worth their salt keeps studying. Yeah. And, and what do you specialize in? Like, what do most of your readings kind of consist I, of? Well, I... I synthesize everything. I take, like, I, I use, I, or I, I've studied solar arc theory with Noel Tile. I, you know, there, I use multiple um, predictive techniques, but the first part of an initial reading, you know, because it's different if you've got a returning client versus an initial reading, what you're going to approach, because it is such a vast subject and an initial reading is an hour and a half, say. Um, so what I'll do is I'll go over what I see as the basics of the natal chart, um, the very basics. I mean, I do the rising sign, the sun, the moon, Pluto's placement and the nodes. We'll probably get into Saturn. Um, it depends on the person where I'm going. And then we're usually into some predictive work because particularly in the beginning, sometimes people come because they're curious, but they're usually coming because they're at some type of crossroads in their life. That's why they're there. They're trying to figure something out. And I feel it's important to address that need. Okay. And how could somebody get a reading from you if they wanted to? Um, my website is mindymendelson.com. 
And uh, you can reach out to me via my website. I'm on Facebook as well. I post my, uh, I send an email. You can sign up for my, I also teach, I do not teach traditional astrology classes. I can recommend places to study. Um, I'm very oriented in process work. And so um, my classes run the gamut from people who are in who are already astrologers to people who have no idea about astrology. For example, I've got a Venus retrograde class going on right now. Um, but you can sign up for my newsletter. I blog once a week. I don't solicit because I hate solicitations. <laughs> and, uh, okay. I just your information. Yeah. And you said your, your website is, can you spell it? Um, Mindy, M I N D Y. Uh-huh. Um, last name Mendelssohn, M E N D E L S O H N.com. Great. Awesome. Well, so glad to have you here. Like, I feel like your expertise was so helpful, especially with me having the flu. <laughs> I just definitely was out of it today, but, uh, yeah. And by the way, Sylvia, I have the flu right now. Oh my <laughs> so, gosh. Could not tell at all. <laughs> I'm operating at, you know, 10%, but I, I didn't want to miss this. I didn't want to make everyone reschedule, but, um, well, let's get into the charts a little bit. I mean, we did talk about it in the main episode, but, um, Mindy, do you want to give your thoughts on, um, her chart and maybe, uh, if there's anything you want to, uh, we you know, interpret yeah. for her. <laughs> well, the thing that um, there's so much. Um, I love that you kept describing yourself as a detective, which to me, even talking about how you don't like to superficially go at anything, you mm-hmm. and your chart really reflects that from the moon. The moon represents emotionally what you need to feel safe, secure, happy. Uh, it represents the past. It's how you're secure. It's your instinctive response to life. Mm-hmm. Um, and your moon is in Scorpio in the sixth um, house. And then you have also your sun and Mercury. It's in Capricorn, but it's in the eighth house, which also is a house of let's go deep, babe. Um, <laughs> that's the best way, you know? So that's really echoed. And then the thing we didn't talk about at the end of the episode that Sarah and I spoke about last night, when you spoke about friends being your greatest challenge you have both saturn and your north node in the 11th house of friends and community and saturn one of the ways there's so many ways to look at any of these things as we said it's very complex but saturn can be a place where we kind of get blocked hoist by our own petard get blocked and have to learn to overcome that and the 11th house among other things rules friendships and wow and yeah. group associations. So when you're talking about the women, like a, yep. a group that you went to. Mm-hmm. And and the north the north and south node of the moon are the blend of the two orbits of the lights, the sun and the moon. And they're very connected with our purpose. The south node is where we're coming from, what we've done before. And the north node is where we're heading and where we don't have a lot of skill or practice. And that is whether you believe in extra lives or just this life, right? It's going to be a challenging area. Um, Stephen Forrest, who's an evolutionary astrologer who's renowned, I heard him on a podcast and I shared this with Sarah yesterday. Um, 
speaking about how he'd recently gone to the doctor. His north node is in the sixth house of health, and he hadn't been there for like 20 years. And he said, what can I say? My north node is in the sixth. Wherever our north node is, we're dumb as a post. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, it was great. He's so funny. So um, the fact that your north node was in the 11th house um, just really spoke to that, you know, profoundly as well. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, you're, so did you know your big three before, um, coming on here? The big three? Oh no. yeah. I guess not. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The answer is no. <laughs> okay. It's, it's always funny because sometimes I don't know if the guest knows their chart and is using like putting emphasis on keywords to secretly let us know, but a lot of times, no, they're not. And it's just, it's just so cool how um, people just really are their chart. And um, yeah, just when you're talking about the FBI and you can't, um, you know, you don't have a poker face. You don't like, since uh, you, you um, don't like chit chat, that kind of stuff. That's very Scorpio moon. And um yeah, the FBI, the detective words, those were just flashing at us as this is a Scorpio moon. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, all coming here, all I knew is that I'm a Capricorn. Oh, great. Okay. That was it. Yeah. And, I didn't know anything else. And you're a Gemini rising as well. So that's the energy. That's how you interact with the world. That's kind of also talks about your childhood. And so you mentioned. I feel like you said something about how, yeah, well, I mean, like you studying and jumping all these different grades and stuff mm-hmm. um, and academics seem like a big theme. And Gemini is, you know, curious. It's all about learning and um, I'm forgetting the rest of my Gemini keywords, but, you know, it just kind of spoke to that versus the other chart, which had a Pisces rising which, you know, they're both mutable signs, so they're both very adaptable, but kind of different themes going on. Yeah. So. That's really, that's interesting to me because, you know, with with human design, I'm, I'm a one, three. And so one is very research, very like wanting to find out more and wanting to learn more and constantly just wanting more information, more information, more information and yeah. knowledge. And so it's, it's really interesting because that goes with what you just said. Oh yeah. It's, it's really interesting. Like, cause I, I know human design and some astrology. So I'm always kind of looking at how it matches up and it's always pretty in sync. Um, but yeah, that Scorpio is also laser focused on, on what it's, you know, passionate about. And then Gemini is, you know, very curious researching, so mm-hmm. you've got, yeah, that, that really fits with, I'm a five one. So, yeah. um, yeah, I got the one in there too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. But yeah, now you could tell people your big three is Capricorn sun, Scorpio moon, Gemini rising. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to hear the debrief again. This is going to be really neat to listen to. Yeah. And one thing I wanted to mention before we forget, I want, if somebody wants a human design reading from you, how can they contact you? So they can um, go to my website. It's pathways to wellness.life. Okay. It's my website. Mm-hmm. Great. Awesome. And is that, so you, can you uh, speak to what you offer? Is it just 
straightforward human design readings or is there a spin on it? Oh, no, there's definitely. So I do uh, the human design reading and I really do an in-depth reading with them. And then after that, I can work with them because very much like Mindy just said a while ago, people usually find either astrology or human design because they're at a pain point in their life and there's something going on. And so that's usually when they're searching this out. So what I do is we start off in that that human design chart is really a foundation for us. And then we start talking about where what's going on with them. And then from there, I work with them using tapping, using energy clearing, you going back to the human design and and using it as a as a foundation. And then I work with them individual on their on what they're facing, on what their problem is, on what their pain point is. Wonderful. Well, mm-hmm. I love that. Um and that's amazing that you had a connection to uh, Rod, the founder of Human Design. Oh my gosh, yes! I studied with Karen Curry Parker, so now I can oh. I can say who she is. And so you may do you know Karen Curry? I have her Parker? book. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes! So she was my college boyfriend's sister. So we oh wow. Met- We've known each other for over 30 years and now I'm dating myself, but, um, and so, yeah, that's, that's who I learned from, but she actually worked with Ra and worked in his office and then studied directly from him. So she's, you know, so it's kind of like just one step away from the original source. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. yeah, That's so cool. Well, did you have any, um, quick questions for us or we can wrap this up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I'm going to have to get a reading because <laughs> it just opened a whole, another rabbit hole for me. And, um, you know, there's so much, I know business wise where I'm getting ready to go and moving. And I'm sure that, well, that's a question. Can astrology and learning more about my chart help me with where I'm the decisions I'm making with what I'm doing with my business and where I'm headed and it can. Yeah. There, um, I want to say two things, and I do want to address Scott and the skeptic here too. Um, there, um, so I can't, you know, with that, um, I said it in the in um, Sharon Mai's little side talk. There's a specificity to timing in astrology if you know how to do it, which is extraordinary. Which to me is important because, as we've said. When people come to see you, they're usually at a crossroads. And we're I'm talking about mathematic precision with this, right? Beyond any psychic or intuitive things. When you just that's why I asked you about 2021. When you discovered that, there were two major things on your moon, which is your sense of security, your sense of home, and your sense of family. There was Saturn, which is a 29-year cycle, meaning, and it was in Aquarius squaring it. And then Uranus was opposite it, which is things happening out of the blue. Mm -hmm. And that's an 84-year cycle. So it being opposite your moon happens once in your lifetime. Wow. Wow. And the mathematics behind astrology, that's part, I still, I've been in 40 years and I'm still like, this blows my mind. So. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and to me, that proves there's something bigger going on. So that, let me add that. That's why I say it. Yeah, it's part of intelligent design. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So Scott, how's your skepticism going in life? <laughs> Well, I was just doing the uh, calculations, factoring in this episode. Uh, the skeptic crowd predicted 50% coming in. The astrology crowd 
was given the task of 80 or over. Uh, we're sitting at 52%. So honestly, my skepticism is a feeling pretty good. I know, but but you have to, okay. So before we had astrologers coming on, there has been a recent change that you have to acknowledge. Like I got like five wrong in a row. I was really struggling to do this myself. But ever since we've had astrologers come on, I've never gotten this many correct in a row. I mean, all I can speak to is there will be streaks in both directions, and there have been streaks well, in both directions. Well, only only now. <laughs> no, you went on some losing streaks, and I think you're on a three. I think you had a three streak before of wins. So four is new. Yeah. Yeah. Was... But I'm just saying, like, we we did this podcast because there's enough debate shows around of people being like, I think this, I think that. Astrology is real because of this. Astrology is not real because of that. Let's just see what astrology predicts or what it claims to be able to predict, which is that we can tell a person based on their birth chart. And for right now, being that we're pretty much at 50%, that's where I'm at. Well, and I don't want to change that. I love your skepticism and the, the episodes I listened to, I really valued that. But the mm -hmm. episode in particular I listened to, um, the Bill Nye, Sam Reynolds thing came up. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to address that in a different way because I'm actually very disappointed in science. And I'm a big science fan, by the way. But what I mean by that is their lack of curiosity and their attitude I'm not saying there's not bad actors or people that aren't trained, but there are within medicine as well. There are within other things, and there's an absolute lack of curiosity. And so I wanted to address, give you a couple examples from science where they're so black and white about astrology, but they miss their own things. So in 2008, I became obsessed with what is time because astrology uses time as one of its ways of setting up a chart. So I went down a deep dive and I actually started looking at theories of time. And then I listened to one of the great courses with Sean Carroll, who is the leading theoretical physicist studying time at Caltech. And they know how time acts. Mostly, they don't know entirely why it goes backward or forward. They can describe how it behaves, but they don't know what time is. They think it's a force like gravity. And there are multiple theories around it, but they don't actually know. The same, I was recently discovered with another the <laughs> theoretical physicist, and he's a science writer, named Marcus Chown, C-H-O-W-N, who's written several books, um, <laughs> including quantum theory cannot hurt you, which this one is quoted from. And he talks about, we know that light operates as either a particle or a wave, but they don't actually know what light is. He said, we can describe both sides of the coin, but we can't describe the coin itself. And what I would say about astrology as an astrologer, because I'm baffled by it too. Seriously, I went to a hard ass school, right? That didn't, we can describe how astrology acts, and it doesn't matter what your study area is, but similar to light and time, we can't describe exactly what it is. And to me, there's a very large similarity there. So to take Bill Nye or Neil deGrasse Tyson does this as well, who has at best the rudimentary knowledge of astrology, but they will just go, that's not it, seems really rather small-minded to me. Well, you say that you're you're a fan of science. Yes. So 
what do you think of our little scientific experiment? I think that this is great fun and it's really interesting. And I love that you have this open debate going on where you're thinking about it. And that's what I loved about the podcast. Instead of it must be this, it must be that. Um, and it's and, and particularly <laughs> with astrophysics, which is the grandchild of astrology, frankly, <laughs> that, um, you know, and in knowing the history. So, for example, until the age of reason, astrology was taught at Harvard. It was taught at Oxford. Um uh, Newton was an astrologer. Kepler was an astrologer. And then we did had the so-called age of reason. And so I guess I, I'm just acting in the same way. I am not a Christian. I am a spiritual person. But I would never say to Sylvia, Christianity's bunk. I don't believe in that. And so... And I, I get that astrology has been poo-pooed and it's been demonized by religion because, frankly, the church wanted to be in control, um, not just the Protestant church, right? So I just, I just think that, well, I guess what I'll say is astrology consistently opens my sense of wonder in looking at the universe around me. And I think that, particularly in physics, that does the same thing. Um but I don't think it can be as black as white and white as they want to make it. Well, that's the toughest part that we had was finding a fair way to test astrology because it, as you guys were talking about earlier, it's so complex. There yeah. are so many things because if you had these 12 signs and, you know, when I start trying to talk astrology, I pretty quickly go <laughs> into the deep end and, and lose what I'm talking about. But and you need we the floaties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have these 12 signs, and when people knew their sign, it became apparent pretty quickly that not everybody falls into these categories. So then there will be sub-signs, and other planets are involved, and all of these other things are involved. And to me, as I've mentioned before, it's just a million ways to describe the same person that you're talking to. So it's, it's almost impossible to test, well, you say that when this planet is here, the person will be like this because astrology isn't like that. They'll say like, no, 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 the planet could be here, but also this could be over here and that could do the same thing or this other combination will do the same thing. So the way to test it is to basically take the complete chart over here of this person and the complete chart of a random other person and say, okay, if you can read their life like a book, this should be pretty easy. You know, you got the whole story of, both of them right in front of you and ask away. Yeah. And it, it takes a good reader though. And that's why we have Mindy here. <laughs> well, I, I also want to say just for, you know, trivia for the modern um, horoscopic astrology, because for example, people like Sylvia knew she was a Capricorn, right? But her moon is what I was listening to the entire time, not her son. And here's the joke about the modern history of astrology. I don't know if you know this, Sarah, but what happened is one of the papers in London, I don't want to say the London Times, after Princess Margaret was born, who was the younger one, Elizabeth was the older, they wrote a horoscopic column looking at the charts of the princesses. And it was so well received, they wanted to monetize it. 
And that you can write horoscopes that are sun sign horoscopes. And the astrologer said, I can do this. But until the period of what, that would have been the 1920s, before that happened, people didn't go around just saying, oh, I'm an Aquarian in my case, or oh, I'm a Virgo, or oh, I'm this. And it actually came from this paper in London, and it became popular and then was picked up by other publications. And so I think, Scott, you make a really, really important point. And even going back to Sylvia's chart, but unfortunately, using you as an example, not you personally, but when she says she looks at everything deeply, you know, let me rah-rah the scorpionic edge here, that astrology for the most part in the unless people start looking at it they look at the most superficial thing that's there and i'm not saying suns aren't important in a chart but it's just it's like looking at a dating profile and not really knowing the person yeah and sarah pretty quickly was like guys here's the first thing they teach you is it's not about your sun sign which <laughs> so yes yeah apparently uh, um people Back in the day, I think I heard that they used to, like maybe in ancient times when they said, what is your sign? They would give their rising sign. Is that? Yeah, that's historically, that's correct. And it's really interesting. I mean, there's so many things in history that are so fascinating um, in in how they divided um things up. And and you have to look at, you know, that's what's so beautiful about Project Hindsight and that they've been doing the retranslation of all these works. Because some of these works have been translated before, but not by astrologers. And so there's nuances that were misinterpreted in some of the translations prior to this. So it's it's been an extraordinary undertaking and an extraordinary body of work by this group of people. Um, Yeah. Well, Scott, once again, we value you. We appreciate your contribution to astrology. <laughs> I have a, I, I have a question for Scott. Hmm? Um, so, so Scott, I'm just wondering, do you have? Because I didn't have any idea coming on here that you were a skeptic, right? I like I'm actually finding that out in the debriefing. So this is really interesting to me. Um, so my question is, as you sit here, like. And you start to see like today, right? Some of these things I had, like, I had no idea. And, and these keywords and all those things, do you have moments where you're like, okay, so maybe there is some validity to all this, or maybe this is, like, do you, do you fluctuate ever when you're hearing these things unfold on the show or what's that like for you? Well, I think you always have to be open to fluctuation. That's uh-huh. part of being open-minded is taking in new information. Right. But at the same time, keeping in mind things like confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. Because there's a language to astrology, which honestly is the most impressive thing to me about it. Where if you show somebody their chart, they're going to agree with it. And they're going to find a reason why that chart fits them like a fingerprint. Mm. And you could show them, I mean, in my opinion, you could show them a completely different chart and they're going to find a reason why it fits them so perfectly. And that's, that would be an interesting thing for y'all's podcast, wouldn't it? Like, well, that's what we're doing. Because <laughs> I mean, that's it, exactly the, the, the format of the show is we've got two fingerprints and we're trying to match one of them to the guest. Okay. Yeah. The excuse me, you have the other thing happen. Let me say, as someone who's practiced professionally for 35 years, happened to like I had a client 
God, this was way back in the 90s, who had gotten dragged to a reading with me by his wife. He did not want to be there. And he didn't utter one word the entire reading. He sat like this looking at me. And I'm, you know, you start feeling like you're flying in space and you're questioning everything. And we got done. And I I ended up getting a note from him later. I'd actually freaked him out because I was so dead on with very specific things and timing, his profession, all of these different things. So it's not like I haven't, it's not common, mainly because, you know, as I said, he gotten dragged in by his wife. But I will say that we do confront that. There are people that love to come (sighs) just to prove us wrong. But uh, yes, Sylvia, we, so sorry if it wasn't clear, we had um, your chart and we had another chart that was the same time and location, but a different day. And so it was just completely different. It was a Libra sun, um, you know, a Pisces rising and an Aries moon. So, and you know, a lot of other placements too. So we're kind of trying to, yeah, get your life story and see which chart it fits better. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I I mean, just the things you all said, like really felt like, I mean, they click completely, you know? So this was fascinating, you guys. I mean, that's like, Siri, you all, I'm now, I'm going to be listening to y'all's podcast from now on. (laughs) Oh, awesome. This is just so fascinating. Not only that, but I'm telling my friends, you guys need to check out this podcast. (laughs) Wow. Thank you. We appreciate that. For sure. Yeah, if there's one thing we can all agree on, it's that more people need to listen to our podcast. (laughs) Thank God we have that in common. (laughs) And about half the time, it doesn't turn out this way. But (laughs) we do enjoy the times that it does. Is it? Okay, Sarah, are you uncomfortable when I mention the record? No, but I I don't, like, I'm just trying to, it, it sounds like you're not taking into consideration that I had a very, like, learning curve like a lot of the record is just me falling on my face and now that we've had other astrologers come in it's it's been a lot more successful so we just need to give it more time but i just yeah i'm i'm excited now I'm but I, I don't th- i don't feel like you know I'm going to let you just be happy with the 50%. Okay. (laughs) I'm not going to make you feel bad about that, but I'm just saying you got to like consider those factors. We're considering when we started the show, we're shooting for 80. These these guest episodes are counting double too, because you're both making a guess. Yeah. Good. (laughs) So, yeah, right. I have my own reasons why I don't want to discount Sarah's first 16 episodes. You are an accomplished astrologer. Uh, that should I'm have a baby. A better than, that should have a better than 50-50 chance. I'm a baby astrologer. <laughs> I'm a baby. I've literally been studying. All right, are you putting that on your website? Does it say I'm a baby oh. astrologer? Oh, well, I'm mainly a human design coach, you know, so um, I, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna my website out of this. We're gonna do the off the offshoot. We'll be testing human design, which is my cosmiccoach.com. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Did you guys all get your questions for the skeptic covered? Yeah. 
I just wanted to, I really, I think you're an important part and the skepticism is an important part of this that really brings something to the podcast. Seriously. I agree. I just ask that yes. everybody uh, puts on their skeptical hat from time to time and maybe look at another chart and think about it as if it was your chart. My husband is the Scott in our family, and <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm really glad that he's here. So yeah. I understand exactly what you guys are saying as far as, like, it's really good to have this, you know, that in there, in the mix. It yeah. is really good. And when, you, when you're asking science to take it more seriously in terms of, like, testing it, seeing what is what is a phenomenon that can be repeatable, this mm-hmm. is something that is being tested. There, and so we're taking it seriously from a scientific way. I'm going to, I can't remember, I'm sorry, right now, it's my own brain being fuzzy. There were a group of astrologers, um, I want to say in France, that did a whole series of very, very specific statistical testing on things. Um, I think in the 60s, it's a branch of astrology, one that I know, there's so many branches I know this much about for all that I've studied. So anyway. Very cool. We'll link to, maybe on the page, I'm not going to promise anything, we can link to the studies that have been done previously um, if there are any studies and what those details oh, were, I'm sure that's a Wikipedia search or something, <laughs> because I know a lot of them have been disagreed with um, for one reason or another. Um, yeah, well, and, you know, yeah, there um, it is an interesting thing. Like I said, the thing that, that I like bringing up is, as I said, Carl Jung used astrology in his practice and used it with every client. And he was fairly educated, <laughs> which is kind oh, of an understatement. Yeah. I think educated people for years believe in all sorts of stuff. That's a very good point. <laughs> all right, before we open that can of worms. <laughs> you must not be that educated if you believe in stuff like this. You may not, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, all that to say... We're uh, wrapping up another episode, and thanks again to Sylvia for Thank you guys. coming on the podcast. Thanks again to Mindy, our guest astrologer, for giving Sarah a helping hand. Yes, thank you. Thanks again for Sarah to mustering up the energy to fight back the flu and still join us. Yeah, thank you. I had a Venus retrograde, I think. I kind of overdid it this last weekend, and I partied a little too much (laughs) back at you on Tuesday with another episode thanks everybody thank you